Hello, 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 hello. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for hitting that play button for another episode of the Hetty Coleman Podcast, where I sit down with fabulous people to have go-in conversations. Go-in is being consistent and doing the right things that allow you to achieve the wins that you've defined for your life so that you can live out your greatest story. And ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, this man has probably been on my podcast the most out of anyone else, and he goes by the name of Derek Sire. What up, man? Here we go. I, this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you on your own podcast right now, yeah. folks. This is live. It is not rehearsed. It is not scripted. I want you to do that intro one more time. What? <laughs> because because as, as many as I've heard, it sounds the same. And so I don't know if you have like something that you do every single time. But like right before we went play, like he hit play, he was like, okay. And then he just jumped into it and it sounds the same every single time. Yeah, yeah. Except for normally you say ladies and gentlemen three times. But you, you do it like this. You be like, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> So let's see if we can do it one more time. Go ahead. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> see, I'm in his Thanks head now. Thanks for hitting that play button for another episode of the Hetty Coleman Podcast, where I sit down with fabulous people to have go-win conversations. Go-win is being consistent and doing the right things that allow for you to achieve the wins that you've defined for your life. Mm. And today, ladies and gentlemen, today, today I sit down with the one and only Derek Sire. I feel like if I heard that, that enough. Was that about the same? I feel like it's the same. I mean, you, you added the ladies and gentlemen earlier than you did on the other one, but it's just because I was in your head, though. Yeah, yeah. It's that hello, 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 hello. Hello. Thank you so much for clicking that play button. Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Yes, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Uh -huh. Thank you like for hitting it. that play button for another episode of the Hattie Coleman podcast. I love that. Yeah, you know, I've been working on it for a little while. It's consistency. Yeah. It's one of those right things that you it's do over and over. right things. And the reason I do that, the win is that people will, it's in their head. Yeah, it's in my head. Yeah. Hello, hello, hello. And Ladies then and people gentlemen. see you like, hey, hello, hello, hello. You know, yeah, that kind yeah. of thing, you know what I'm yeah. saying? It's kind of like go win. Like, people see me, they try to beat me to saying, mm -hmm. go, go win. win. Yeah. So, like, when you text, when you hang up the phone, yeah. I always try to beat them. Like, go win. Yeah, go win. No, he's like, that's my thing. No. <laughs> that's my thing. It's absolutely my thing. What's going on with you these days, man? Talk, talk, wait, first of all, talk about jump. What in the world? Well, like, I, the I, last times I've seen you, yes, you've had on the black t-shirt that says jump. Yeah, so I think that um, I actually made the move before you did. 2018, I started cleaning out my closet, and uh, you took it to a whole nother level. Like I was just like, I'm tired of thinking about stuff to wear and he was like i'm getting rid of all of my clothes <laughs> and i was like oh wait a minute and so i did i, I did something similar even though i had to keep a, a few items because my wife um she was like well, you don't have a date shirt you don't have a, a wedding shirt you don't have a formal shirt you don't have a all you have are these black shirts and these jeans and i'm like i kept a few i kept a few but i promise you, you all literally on the way up to the studio you see a rack the same rack of black shirts that are they, he's not lying like he's not he's not posing for social media it's the same rack. The rack i saw the rack i was like see i love that i love that now if they had like some white and red on there i was gonna call you out uh, uh, but it's all black uh respect for consistency so um 
2018. I do have a red hoodie and a red t- go in t-shirt. Like a red go in and a red. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about if you had more like on the rack. Oh, yeah. If you had like a Hawaiian shirt yeah. that was like blue, green, yeah. yellow, I'd be like, hey, do you fake? Right, but the rack, which I see, is is what's downstairs. Yeah. Um. So, 2018, I decided I'm gonna get rid of a lot of stuff. I start trimming down, uh, my not my body, <laughs> my uh, my wardrobe. 2019 comes. Uh, I'm just full fledged jeans, black shirts. Uh, last year, um, I was so much more streamlined than that. Uh, 2021, um, I was on a retreat, and the word uh, jump came to mind, and so. Uh, I got uh, a dozen of these shirts printed, and these are the only things that I, I wear now, unless I'm contracting with an organization, and then um, they ask me to wear their product. But Jump, for me, is my word for 2021, and I think a lot of people are, um, you know, they, they're being encouraged to take small steps, and I think that I've, I've uh, taken small steps over time for so long that now it's, it's time to jump. I don't know if you could, uh, if any of you ever ha- have a reference of a toddler that um, that stands, uh, they go from crawling to pulling up on furniture. Well, from pulling up on furniture to jumping off of stuff, there's this really small time frame. It's like for eight, nine months, they're rolling over and they're crawling. But I promise you, from the time they stand to the time they jumping off furniture, like that time comes really, really fast. And for me, it was time for me to start jumping. And so 2021, my word is jump. I want to jump into some really cool habits, some really cool things that are going to challenge me and out of some old habits that are kind of keeping me back. So just jump. Can, can you talk about something that so far you've either jumped into or jumped out of? Yeah. So um, I, um, I I create these lists. Um, I didn't I, I was not a list person before I met Hetty. Uh, and we'll talk probably talk about that a little bit later. But um, one of the things that I wanted to do was create a family list. And so I have a, um, a, a family list that I make quarterly. So uh, I'm finishing up March now and I have to make April, May and June, but I wanted to push my family, like us jump together into some really cool things. And mm-hmm. so uh, Takiya always wants us to commemorate each year. Takiya, your wife. Takiya is my wife. Sorry. Yeah. She wants us to commemorate these, these years of growth. And so family pictures was one that we did in January. That's a big jump. Normally we wait till later in the year. In fact, I'm always like forgetting and I'm texting his wife and I'm like, Bernie, can you do family photos for us? Uh, so now I try to be a little bit more proactive, and we got those done in um, in January. In February, I wanted to make sure that uh, we got a couple spa date on the calendar um, that we um, I celebrated Valentine's Day. We did that as a family. We didn't get the spa date. I got to push that to April because um, we had like some some snow and stuff. Um, what else? Oh, I wanted to make sure that. Um, that Nia and Ethan got uh, like hobby stuff. So Ethan's interested in um, uh, like sawing and cutting and drilling. Oh, so we got him drill saw. Yeah, they call these like these horseshoe axles where you can like lay stuff on them, but they fold up. Um, family vacation in March. We just came back from Corpus Christi, which was really cool. Was this your first time going there? Uh, no, no, that was uh, my third time, second time uh, as as the family. Uh, well. Tiki and I went and then I've gone on my own and so this all of us together for the first time but all this to say just kind of jumping into some really cool things that that my family wanted to do instead of like crawling and like I will do it eventually kind of putting them down on this list and just jumping into those things Uh, so those are some things that I mean just immediately I can think of Uh, my wardrobe is another one Um, making big decisions as far as business is concerned uh, charging more, uh, narrowing down my clientele, just kind of some big things that I would have never done, uh, just kind of jumping in those areas. And the, and so the word came about, and then the T-shirts came. 
Because of what? What? How does that T-shirt come back? Because I thought that was a cool story. So uh, I was trying to think, what could I have um, visibly in front of my face all the time? Because you know, people wrote right on mirrors mm-hmm. and they have sticky notes and post-it notes and affirmations and things like that. I was like, bro, I want to wear it on my chest. Yeah. Like everywhere that I go, when I walk into a store, I see it on my reflection in my review mirror. I see it when people see me and they're like, oh, jump. They're literally saying it to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I get dressed, you know, I'm just it's just always on me in my face. And so I was like, what other way could I get it outside of tattooing it on my body? Uh, what other way could I just get it on me? Yeah. And so that's where the t-shirts came in. But did Takia get them for you? No, she didn't. Oh, okay. I thought Takia got oh, them. Oh no, you. she got me the uh, the big letters in my office. The big letters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, she okay, got okay. me like these twelve inch letters, and it's like J U M P. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, so she got yeah, those for some reason I thought it was the t- Okay, she got the letters. Okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. It's cool either way. I agree. Um. So one of the things that you're super passionate about, y'all just finished up an event yeah. called uh, Man Up. Yeah. Uh, talk to me about uh, mentorship and what. And, and when you talk, when you talk about it, I know you definitely are investing in people. Like you love to mentor high school age, mm-hmm. uh, specifically. Yes. Specifically, but just talk about mentorship in that in that side of things, and then how, how do you keep that? At, on, on, as far as your personal growth and what that looks like. Right, right. So, um, and, and I'll phrase it a little bit better, like how can I mentor and then be mentored? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so mentoring for me is uh, something that my dad just kind of did, did naturally. I had men in my life growing up who just poured into me naturally. And um, the older I got, I realized how rare that was. Mm. And so that has become my passion and my focus as far as how do I get information? How do I expose young men to, uh, to other opportunities, to other career fields, to other uh, professionals that are doing what they want to do? How can I expose them to fathers and husbands and big brothers and these people that are doing things um, that they want to do? And so a uh, mentor to me is, is so important. And I think there's several different ways that you can mentor you can have relationship-based mentoring, which means that I just get to know you on a personal level. Uh, you can have interest-based mentoring, uh, which is where I find out your interest, and then I partner you with somebody that has a similar interest, and you connect through that. It can be community-based mentoring, which means we uh, mentor in bulk, in groups. Uh, it could be uh, faith-based, which is through church, right? And so there's all these ways to mentor kids, and I think the, the most important part is not only do you, you show up and see a kid, but you do it consistently, Right. One of the number one rules for mentoring is show up. The second rule is keep showing up. The third rule is when you want to quit, show up again. Mm. Right. That's the the most consistent thing you can do about mentoring is show up. And so that's the easy part. Uh, The hard part is two and three. Um, And so I love mentoring. As far as my personal growth and being mentored, uh, just constantly finding people that uh, are experts or that uh, they know something that I need to know. And so I have several different mentors in a lot of different areas. I have s- certain people who mentor me in multiple areas. Um, you, you, for example, like you're my brother and you're my friend, but you're also somebody that has a lot of spiritual wisdom, uh, business acumen. You're an entrepreneur. Uh, you are fearless when it comes to ideas. Like Haiti will be like, so what if it don't work? And I'm yeah. like, <laughs> you're like, so <laughs> let's just try it. What so happens if you're done, you know, you, know what you, got a, you got a great story that you try. Exactly. Right? <laughs> uh, and so Haiti like wears multiple hats. Um, but I have pastor mentors. I have father figures. I have other mentors who mentor me. Waylon Cubitt is a mentor of mine. Uh, Mark Collingsworth uh, is a uh, mentor of mine. 
I just have all these guys around me. And so not only is it important for mentors to mentor, but it's also important for them to be yeah. mentored. That way you can keep track on your personal growth in the way, same way that you're helping other people grow as well. Yeah. And we'll jump into personal growth a little bit later. But yeah. whenever you think about your schedule and how you manage mentoring on both sides of things, right? right. Is that something like you look at? your calendar over the quarter or do you mm -hmm. do it annually? Do you plug those into on both sides? What does that look like? Is that monthly? Is that quarterly? And I'm sure that it's different times for each. What does that look like? Yeah. So I immediately think of three areas, right? I think of organizationally, which is uh, programming. Then I think of my, me being mentored and then me mentoring others. Programming, I can take a, uh, a calendar, an annual perspective, right? And so we have Class Matters, which is um, uh, STEM-based mentoring, Portrait and Chill, which is literacy and arts-based mentoring. Uh, we have uh, Law Enforcement Through Fact, that's Law Enforcement Mentoring. Uh, we have all these things, so I can project that out as a program coordinator with the Oklahoma City Police Department and OKC Respond. I can look at a calendar, and I can plug those things in. That's organizational. That's programming. Mm -hmm. For me, I meet with those guys probably quarterly. Like my guys that mentor me once every three or four months, uh, if that's a singular, singular relationship, like the mentor coach relationship, I meet with them uh, a little less frequently, but on a quarterly average. But when I'm mentoring, that's weekly. Yeah. And that changes like with the wind. Cause sometimes these, these young men, um, the situations pop up where they need you more in one season than they do in another. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that is where, uh, as a mentor, if you're thinking about becoming a mentor, that's where a calendar helps. That's where personal boundaries, yeah. firm boundaries help. Um, you're not a savior. You're not coming in to save the day. Nothing that you do on one occasion is going to impact a lifetime. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think oftentimes we get caught up in this concept of I don't do it. Yeah. Then nobody will. And if I don't do it. They're going to fail. And yeah. their life is in my hands. And that's uh, a horrible perspective for a mentor to have. Yeah. Right. You're not a father. You're not a big brother. The mentor hat is very specific. The coach hat is very specific. Right. It, these things have to be separated so people know how to interact with these people in those areas. So programming-wise, I can do a calendar. I can do a year. I can project out two years. My mentors, like people who mentor me, I check in with them a little less frequently than I do with people that I mentor. Yeah. And I think it's just because I'm at that level where Haiti can tell me, all right, man, like what are, what are the five right things you need to do over the next three months? And then as an adult, yeah. I go and I carry those things out. Hitty didn't have to check in on me every week. Yeah. But for the young men that I'm mentoring, they require a little bit more touches. Gotcha. That's good. That's good. Now, talking about mentoring, one of the things you also do is go out and public speak, which I feel like there's some mentoring even in that when you yeah. show up and you're spending time with people from a keynote perspective or whatever that may look like, right? Mm -hmm. Especially if you have an ongoing relationship with different organizations or corporations or mm -hmm. whatever. Um and it's oftentimes, I think, too, we take our learnings from our mentors in life, and then we go and oh, definitely. capture that. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we make that into our talks. You recently have said, hey, I'm going to be intentional about reaching a specific type of organization with yeah. uh, HBCUs, historically mm -hmm. black colleges and universities, yep. and begin to kind of begin to spend time with these students. And yeah. Talk to me about what that looked like and what that's when did you start that? What does it look like now and how long ago? You know, just tell me the story. Yeah. So, man, I don't want to go back too far, but I'll go back to 1999. Take y'all back just a little bit. <laughs> Not too far, but but 99, right? I show up, uh, Salvation Army uh, Boys and Girls Club for a summer gig. And uh, I was one of the first ones there. They're like, hey, man, 
you want to learn this stuff so we can teach you how to teach others. And I was like, yeah, you know, I love that. And so uh, I, be- I ended up becoming um, a ship supervisor uh, where I was training other other counselors from there. I went on to work at this little uh, dance club on campus in college, and I was training people there. Uh, from there, I went to uh, UCO, and I was one of the first people there uh, in 2004 when I went back to school, and I became a supervisor there. And then um, from there, I uh, served as an officer on a KHS club, which is a um, kinesiology and uh, health science. And then from there, I was at Chesapeake Energy, where I ran the recreation coordinator position, where I was also training people. And then from there, I started my own company. Well, when I started my own company, by that time, I had been doing this thing for 12, 13, 14 years. And so now I'm like, oh, I got an interest in doing things like this where I can stand up. I can take these concepts, present them to people and hopefully do it in a fun way. Well, um, Hetty uh, learned, heard of, uh, put me in this big room and helped me launch my company. We went up there. We was up there for four or five hours. We shut the door. We got blocks and posted cereal notes, boxes, cereal, man. everything all over the wall. <laughs> and I came out with this big vision of Omas Team Building. And, and not only did he help me launch that company, but uh, he equipped me re- re- with relationships as well. And so he invited six or seven people to uh, the great city of Guthrie, America. And uh, he, uh, we sat down in uh, Hoboken Coffee. And um, How just, long ago was that? That was uh, it's coming up on eight years. Wow. So Hoboken had just opened around that time. It was brand new. Yeah. It was brand new. We sat down in there and I sat down at one table for about two hours and one person would get up and another person would come. One person would get up, another person would come. Okay. All this had to say, uh, one of the guys that I partner with now was at that meeting. Right. And so um, a few months ago, uh, Jared Murr with Paradigm Shift, really good guy, really good company. Uh, they travel the world, travel the country, delivering these leadership skills, equipping uh, middle school, high school, and college students how to get from one level to the next using leadership as the avenue. I'm working with Jared. And I'm like, Jared, man, like, uh, I'm from North Tulsa, man. I'm, I'm from North Tulsa. I, that's all I, I got to say. And I got this black skin, and I got these black friends, and I relate well to this certain demographic. But I feel like those people are not getting what we're delivering. We're going to predominantly white institutions. We're going to all these different places. But I feel like I want to make sure that young boys and girls that look like me, that wear my skin, get the same opportunities and the same information as well. And Jared was like, yeah, let's do it. And so Jerry Murr and Paradigm Shift and I partnered together to create something uh, called PSME, which is Minority uh, Empowerment. And the focus is on black and brown students, making sure they get the leadership, skills and tools that we're, equi- we're equipping them at HBCUs and PBIs to go out and lead just like their counterparts, just like their peers, just like anybody else that wants to get from one level to the next. Um, why didn't you just do this on your own? Yeah, I think a lot of the um, uh, a lot of the things that paradigm shift that they currently have that they already have, I would have had to develop those skills or make those relationships in order to do it at that level. Right. I think this is a a good moment to pause and tell people that you don't necessarily have to become good in the areas where you're bad. Uh, You can find people Mm -hmm. that are good in those areas. Uh, Can I say that a different way that makes it make more sense? I don't know. If if I'm not good at accounting, I can spend time becoming good with numbers or I can partner with somebody who's already good at it. Yeah. 
if I launched this thing on my own, I would have had to build all these relationships, hire all these people. And Jared and Paranormship, they were uh, going to consider that. They were like, man, listen, we can help you launch this thing. We just want to see the work get done. But we kind of already have the infrastructure set up in place. Just come over here. I was like, man, you telling me I ain't got to create PowerPoints. I ain't got to send out emails. I, have, I don't have to do marketing, advertising, social media management. I don't have to send out invoices and manage books. I don't have to. He was like, nope, create content, uh, be our face and our connection to a demographic that we currently don't already have a relationship with. Come and we will do we will bring the best of each other together so that we can reach this population. Yeah. And I thought that was a match made, man. You know, the, the reason I asked you that is because I think there are so many people out there that have this desire to be an entrepreneur or have this passion to do something and they're having real challenges. And I think some of the challenges like they're not equipped to do X, Y, Z, whatever that right. may be. And all they need is a partnership. Mm-hmm. So versus really looking for the next customer and having challenges, finding enough customers. I think sometimes we probably just should look for a great partnership yeah. and then move forward and whatever that is, because I just think partnerships can make a big difference. I wrote a, a, a blog post uh, the other day because Originally, they came out that Kanye West, six point six billion, like he was worth six point six billion dollars, mm-hmm. uh, and there's been some people who dispute that or whatever the case may be. Regardless, Kanye's making more money than than me, and uh, yeah. <laughs> combined, combined. <laughs> he's making a lot. Of, he's making a lot of money, but a, a big part of this is his partnerships. Mm-hmm. Partnership. Originally, he did a partnership with Adidas. I mean, a Nike. Then he makes his partnership with Adidas. Mm-hmm. Then he makes his partnership with Gap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I look at all these other people who are doing all these different types of partnerships, and sometimes we see these people and they're they're bigger than life to us. But I think even the everyday people, if we did some partnerships, yeah, to really move forward in things that that really make our hearts happy and mm-hmm. dream, man, I just think it would be so awesome. So I really kudos to you yeah. for the willingness to go and make that partnership happen. Yeah. And kudos to Jared and paradigm shift and all the great work that they're doing and their willingness to say, Hey, come take our resources and let's go make this thing happen. And I, your first event is when like, go ahead and say what you're saying. And then, yeah, yeah. I, I'll say this. I'll say this too, uh, about Hedy. I, I want to make sure that, you know, I throw you your, your, your flowers, your roses, man, while I can, but Hedy's always been the guy that um, I've heard him say this so many times. I don't care who gets credit. I just want to get done. Yeah. I'm getting emotional thinking about that, man. I really am because uh, even in one of the the longest uh, two day uh, poetry night and open live mic events that has happened in Oklahoma City is by a guy and people don't even know him. Like people come up to this dude and talk about his event. Not knowing that he put the event on, he was like, it was pretty cool, huh? Like, you know, he's just like, yeah, like, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. And very rarely will you, will you hear him say, like, that was mine or I did that. Um, and if he does, it's only in reference to a bigger vision or a bigger yeah. goal. So I think if, if we can, and I say that because I think that's a, that's a lot of reasons. That's a major reason why a lot of partnerships don't happen because people want their name attached to it or they feel like it needs to happen in a very specific way. And I think if we can find a way to uh, take the greater overlapping pieces and put that together and take those little divisive things away, then we could do so much more together than yeah. we could isolate or, yeah. or separate. For sure. For sure, man. So with all that mentoring, investing in other people, yes. HBCU yes. partnership, with, then there's the family piece, right? It and, is. And I get to watch your story. I know your family. We hang out. Mm-hmm. Talk to talk to me about that because that's very important and it's and it's not easy when you have a heart to do 
the things that we do, it's right? Not. Like our families get thank God for great wives. Oh and, my goodness. Willing to support our craziness. Jeez. Right. And so but just talk to me about the coolness of your family. Yeah, yeah. So um man, even I and I put this on social media the other day, like uh having a having a a partner, a spouse, a wife for for me, um, who supports what I do, who lets me go dream, who will hold down home base while, while I'm out. And when she wants to go dream, we'll tag team and I'll hold home down while she does her thing. I think that is so important and has allowed me to do uh, some really, really cool things. Uh, but I wish um, I would have appreciated that component of relationship of support earlier on. Early on, man, I was just like, all right, you don't want to go. You at the house? Bet. I'm out. And I was just out trying to make everything happen. And I was meeting a lot of people and I was doing a lot of things and I was getting a lot of stuff accomplished. And, uh, you know, my name was out there and I'm shaking hands. But the whole time, man, like my relationship with my family just suffered. And I think we find that a lot. The more you look around at athletes and actors and performers and business people and entrepreneurs, I feel like uh, there are people like Gary Vee that's like, yo, man, like, like I got family and that's cool, but like I'm grinding, yeah. you know, and I'm being very presumptuous about Gary V because I've only heard these little splices, right? Of work 15 hours a day, work 24 hours a day, you can sleep when you're dead type things. And I think there are a lot of people that, that pursue business in that way. But I think if people, uh, if they were made aware that they could get moderate success and then also maintain the infrastructure of that family, I bet more people would aspire to that. Yeah. If if I don't have to neglect my family and relationships and my kids and miss football games and and uh, basketball games and tennis and I, I, some people feel like they have to sacrifice that in order to gain success. On the mm-hmm. altar of success, I lay my wife, my kids, my faith, my health, my relation. I put that on the altar so I can succeed. I think if people knew that they could have a moderate level of success and still maintain all those things, I think they would choose that. But I don't know that that's something that's being promoted. And so now I'm here to tell the world that I have become a better father, a better husband, a better friend, because I'm trying to be a little bit more intentional about where I spend my energy and saying no is hard for people that are doers and are accomplishers mm-hmm. and for people who maybe attach their identity and their value based on what they do and how they do it and being able to manage a full load and a full plate. Um, but there are a lot of people, man, that do that and they just sacrifice so much to get it. And then when they look back after they got it, they're celebrating by themselves yeah. or they've missed, you know, lives or they've missed all these great yeah. things. And so that's a really good question, man. And it's, I think that's something that people should ask themselves, not only others, but ask themselves often. Like, how do you, how do I balance that? Yeah. Like, is it worth it? Like yeah. this right here, is it worth it? Can, can I not do it and go hang out with my family and receive some sort of, not even the same joy, but is is there a way for me to, to silo or isolate it or put it in a big pot? However people process it is like, I have to realize, I can't say the reason I'm doing this for my family and then neglect my family. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense when people are like, I'm working these five jobs, for you know, for family. my family. And it's like, but you ain't saw your family in like two weeks, bro. How that makes sense? <laughs> like where that, where that makes yeah. sense? It was a point where I was, uh, I was traveling. Uh, it was probably a six months span. Probably spent three weeks at home. And my wife hits me up and she's like, I feel like you're deployed. <laughs> 
I feel like you just. I feel like you're a deployed husband, but you're like in the states. Like yeah. you're you're here, but I feel like you're deployed. Like you're not physically in our space, and when you are physically in our space, you're somewhere else, and you just send checks home and expect that to be good. And I was like, oh man, that crushed my heart. So yeah. I think balance is really important. Yeah, and sometimes it takes that experience, right, to to go through something before you really grab it. And you yeah. and thank thank God, you know, you you grab it before you've lost everything or any of that and sometimes when you do work that you really love and enjoy mm -hmm. sometimes it's just like anything else like it can become an addiction and mm -hmm. you got to learn how to uh, to um, manage that well you know right. even though in that blessing of being able to do stuff that we love to manage it well and and I think sometimes not going out and getting all the toys and bells and whistles because then you say oh but now I got to take care of this stuff yeah helps kind of be able to manage that a little bit better uh and so in 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 that you you love to share lists and yeah. so uh and your list can look all sorts of ways one of the ones that you do is your sunday thoughts is that yeah that sunday, random thoughts, sunday thoughts random sunday thoughts yeah. uh so talk to me about list and and what what has people's response been you also have a book i do around list What's people's responses to your list? Because you, you get a lot of good feedback. I do a lot of engagement around them. I do, and they they really are like I don't I don't uh, sit in. I I think people give me too much credit. Like they think I've been like uh, cultivating this list over the week. I'm like, no, I literally sit down and what comes in my head moment, yeah. at the moment, and what comes out is what, and it could be anything. And and in my list, it'll be like some 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 hugs. Right. So so because it's literally like as it's coming to my mind, I, I write it down. But I'll, I'll tell you why I started doing this. Um, and and it, it all goes back to this go in approach. Like, I don't know if y'all ever heard about it. There's stuff on his website about it. But um, when when uh, Hedy set me down and we start talking about this superhero. Let me say this, too. Like, we didn't have this podcast for him. to be. <laughs> We didn't. We didn't. But, uh, but I got to give credit where credit is yeah. due. I'm saying, like, if, if you don't if, if people at the end of the day, they a lay down and they reflect back over the day, right? Over what they did. And one of the most powerful questions I've ever been asked is as you lay down and reflect back over the day, what could you do to make you feel like a superhero? Mm -hmm. Like you saved the day. Yeah. What could, what could you, at the beginning of the day, if you were Spider-Man and it was like, I say five old ladies, yeah. two cats. Like if you could sit down at the beginning of the day and create a list that would make you feel like a superhero at the end of, at the, the, day. End of the day, what would that list be? This is, our, this is what we call our superhero list. Yeah. Let's go in and pro superhero list. And when, before I launched my, my company, Eddie was like, what do you want this company to do? What do you want it to be? Like, what do you, if, if this is a superhero company, like just make a list. Yeah. And I was like, why have I not been making lists? And so not only did I start making lists, like personal lists, and I, there's a picture online where I challenged myself to keep every list that I made for a day, for a year. I put that, I posted that uh, legit, a few months yeah. ago. And I just, I had to stand on a chair and take a picture down because it filled up the whole floor. But one of the things that- uh, Is it facebook.com slash Derek Sire? It is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one one of the things that I challenge myself to do is make a list every day. And before I, I had the concept, before the concept was introduced, I think I would just kind of wake up and I'd have these floating thoughts of what I wanted to do. And I'd get halfway through the day and I'd be like, oh, man, I need to do that. And so writing it down was was really cool. Not only did I start writing it down, but I started sharing those lists on social media. Yeah. I started sharing those lists on social media. And people will respond all kind of crazy ways. Yeah. Like I've had inbox, people uh, message me, 
call me crying laughing like they share they like cut and paste and they send or they're like oh my god i've been trying to figure out a way to say number five and you'll see like if you go follow people like number five legit yeah, that, number 13 yeah, like yeah. they'll come down yeah, on the I list do it. yeah <laughs> it is really cool and, and so i begin to uh hear this echo of people saying man this needs to be a book man you should put this in a book man you should put this in a book so 2018 I compiled uh, a bunch of my Facebook posts and um, I put it, uh, I, I bound it and expounded on each topic. And the, the format is how often do you, this is in the, in the intro, like how often do you um, hear people say, stop and smell the flowers? Mm-hmm. But how many people then actually stop and smell the flowers? And then when you stop and smell the flowers, do you put your face in it? And while you're smelling the flower, your face is in the flower. How often do you notice the two worms in the, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there's levels to this this uh, practice, this habit uh, of observing and noticing. And I think from, from that point on, I just began to stop on purpose and just look around me. And these lists not only became ways to be observant, but ways to be grateful as well. For sure. Right? At the, at the beginning of the day, I create a list of things that I get to do mm-hmm. that I don't, I don't have to do them. I get to mentor. I get to speak, right? I get to write a book. I get to post on social media. I get to come to, to Guthrie America and do a podcast. I, I get to hang out with my mentors. I get to do these, these cool things, man. And so but this, the list concept has become a part of my life. So much so I have shoe boxes. I have Seven shoe boxes full of memories. And I started this uh, around the time that I started creating these lists because I was like, I can't capture everything on an index card. I can't capture. Yeah. And so I just started keeping these little these little nuggets. And I went from one shoe box to the next to the next. And so I'll say, I'll say, I said all that to say. I think the people who write things down, I think the statistic is like 46% more likely to accomplish those things than if they don't, whether it's a bucket list or a day-to-day item, if you write them down. And I think there are a lot of people who say they want to do things, but they don't know how to feel like a superhero at the end of the day. And so you tell me you want to become a basketball player. Well, what are you doing during the day? How's your diet? You putting up 500 shots? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you, you telling me you want to be an entrepreneur? Well, who else is doing what you do in your city? Yeah. How much are they charging? Where are they located? Is there a gap in the city where the services aren't there? Have you volunteered? Ooh! I'm sorry. I went on. I went on a tangent. I just had a thought real quick. But but Hetty, he said this. I didn't make any money my first year of business. <laughs> Hetty said and this is for entrepreneurs out there. It's for entrepreneurs. Hetty said I want you to do everything for free and to find people to follow. Like just carry their bags. Mm-hmm. Like just show up and pass out index cards and pencils. Like tell them you just want to help. Just show up. I did that for a year. Yeah. And out of that year, like my business boomed the second year, third yeah. year because. I was just out there. I wasn't charging people. I was literally showing up and I was yeah. just serving. And the people that I was partnering with began throwing me business. Like, oh man, I can't do this. Do you want to do this? But again, that, that goes back to being mentored. It goes back to lists. It goes back to plans. It goes back to all that cool stuff. So one of the one of the best things. That was rant. No, that was all good. I'm sitting here I'm just taking it all in. And hopefully people take it in and actually make it applicable. Yeah. But one of the things about being a coach, which I think more and more I look at myself as this person who gets to coach people who I see have talent that like I only wish. Mm. And Derek's one of those people like, man, this guy has so much talent and bandwidth 
how do I give him just a few of the nuggets to take and go to a whole nother level that I can never go and as a coach or somebody who sees somebody that does that and watch them take off. For example, Derek and I've had many moments like this. So we tell stories. I was the MC. Mm-hmm. And so we tell stories in an event. I got this opportunity to be a part of, I was the MC and Derek comes along and I'm like, Derek's going to MC the event. And I remember the first few months of Derek MC, like I got to coach him, but then he took off. And I think people forgot that I ever MC'd We Tell Stories. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. so that's what, so listening to you, like that just came to me. It's like, that's, that's, get, that's the opportunity to coach. Yeah. And uh, see the talents in people. And I love being able to see the talent, not only seeing the talents in people and then being able to connect them. Mm-hmm. You know, like, man, okay, there's a talent there, there's a talent there. Let me connect these two. Mm-hmm. And that coaches do that too, right? Yeah, they, they put do. teams together. They do, and then they coach the teams. And so, no, man, I'm just, I'm just listening, just trying not to. And I never, I had never emceed an event before. I like, I was chilling in the cut. <laughs> I was chilling. I was just trying to be by myself, have some coffee. I was just chilling. <laughs> he asked me if I did poetry. I did poetry. I got up there, and you know, just kind of working with the crowd, just kind of. And he was like, "Yo, man, you ever thought about?" And then here, I'm just literally getting up there introducing the next person he was like no no man like you gotta you gotta transition you know what i'm saying you gotta tie what that person did into the person that's coming up you gotta shout people out like he's just really like giving me this this vibe three four months in man we was killing it he was killing it was fun and we did that for seven years yeah eight years it was crazy it was some of the funnest times ever and so in that though i think all of this goes around this whole idea of talking about we tell stories yeah the the thing that we believe i think you believe in this as well is the power of storytelling yeah. and getting people to tell their stories because when we do that, we connect. So mm-hmm. the first time you and I ever talked, it's like, hey, tell me a story. Who are you? What you do? Man, mm-hmm. I was, you know, working were you at Chesapeake at the time. Yep. And, you know, like, and so talk to me about the power of storytelling and, and just your journey in that. Yeah. Um, I also want to shout out uh, Tuesday nights in March. Yes. Yeah, we have um, storytelling uh, Clubhouse. on Clubhouse 7. 7 p.m. 7.03. Do we put it at 7.03 or is it 7 p.m.? It's probably just 7 p.m. We should have been 7.03. Should have been 7 p.m. He'll always be doing these weird times. 7.22. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 7 to 8. 7 to 8. 7 to 8 on Clubhouse. Uh, actually, we have created a room called We Tell Story. So come be a part of that room in Clubhouse. Come kick it. But uh, one of the things that we talk uh, uh, about uh, on this, this Clubhouse uh, concept is, or the Clubhouse room is, uh, why storytelling works. Why is it so so powerful, so impactful? And... Uh, <sighs> I could go back to the beginning of time and see how history, how faith is captured. And it's all through stories. People uh, are more likely to to remember stories than dates or numbers or, right? They just remember the stories. You got to think about um, nursery rhymes, our stories, uh, movies, our stories, songs, our stories. It's this concept of storytelling. And one of the reasons I believe it is so impactful is because I can put myself in a story. I can I can put my even if it's a, a twelve foot avatar, I can put myself in being the outcast yeah. and not looking like everybody else and maybe having these superpowers that are really cool, right? I can put myself in Spider Man's shoes, right? Like I'm this normal kid that has this idea of like saving the world and I'll save the world through this entrepreneur idea or this concept, right? I can put myself in a story. And when I put myself in a story, it allows me to either enhance where I am or leave where I am. 
this is why people love books. This is why they love movies. This is why they love music. This is why they love theater and cinema. For two hours, for three hours, or three and a half minutes in a song, I get to leave where I am and put myself in a different place. Mm-hmm. Or I get to learn how to enhance where I am. This is why storytelling is so good. Storytelling, they take something that is Z and they they tie it to A and you see the whole alphabet. Yeah. Right. This is what we do when we do experiential activities, when we do interactive yeah. learning. We start out with a game and the more you play the game, the more these concepts unfold. And so we use games to deliver leadership components. Right. It's the same thing with storytelling. If I could start with a guy on an island right, by himself with a, a volleyball named Wilson. And from that two and a half hour movie of just him being in there, I could talk about perseverance and integrity and tenacity and survival and being resourceful. Like all those things came out of a guy being stranded on an island. Storytelling, I think, is the thread that ties together culture, ethnicity, time, race, uh, countries. Like it just ties it through. And I don't know. Um, that anybody in the world has not been impacted by a really good story. Yeah, yeah for sure. And living out a really good story. And live, and you get to write it. Yeah, you get to write it. You get to write your own. You literally have the pen every single day. You stretch, uh, and you start literally <laughs> writing. What, because it, it was it was weird. Uh, I was watching this. Um, I was, I was I don't know what it was, but it was a guy who got up. And the narrator was narrating everything that he did. Wow. And Justin reaches over to the toothbrush and he yeah. picks up. And then Justin kind of hear the guy. And then he was like, and Justin sticks the toothbrush in his mouth. Right. Like it was like he was. And the whole point was you are writing it. Yeah. I'm just I'm, I'm just reading it. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, on the side. Good. I'm yeah. reading your life, but yeah. you are writing it. And if you don't want me to read it or if you got a story that you don't like, then change the narrative. Yeah. We have that the ability to change the narrative. To make your list. To make, man, come on, man. To make your list. So, yeah. And that's when the, the, the superhero list is so, um, yeah, superhero list is so powerful because really what you're asking yourself is like, what, what would my story look like mm-hmm. if I was able to be the superhero? You know, and I, and I think sometimes it's not about catching the, the woman falling from the tallest building. Right. But it's about what are those things that you're going to show up and do every day in order to move towards the cup yeah. or move towards the finish line. Yeah. You know, and some finish lines you never cross. Right. I talk about like in a marriage, we want to have, have, have a healthy marriage. There's some right things we need to be consistent in to have that. There's really no finish line to cross. Right. Now, you can put some things in there to say, okay, we cross that. Yeah, but you never arrive. You never arrive at yeah. it. You just keep doing these things every day. You keep doing these things quarterly, going on spa retreats or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's the story. And that's what makes it That's what makes it awesome. So. And I think, I think it's very important for people to know that your your list is your list. Yeah. Right? I think oftentimes we get caught up trying to list someone else's For list. Sure. And that is the ultimate way to be disappointed, yeah. to uh to identify failure yeah. is because you're you're trying to live out a list that's not your list. What happens is you stop living. Yeah. Because you like, man, I can never do that. So I'm not I can't do that. I can never write a book. You've written three. So I'd be like, man, let me just stop mm-hmm. living versus saying, Okay, let me just do my story. Right. Let me just create my whatever my abilities are and, and really begin to hone in on things that I feel like are most passionate to me. You know, the superheroes, man, they, uh, they didn't, 
when they became aware of their superhero powers, they didn't jump to the end. They didn't like Superman. Very first thing wasn't standing in front of a train. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like his his powers unfolded, right? It was like he just noticed uh, that he he wasn't getting sick. Yeah. You know, and he noticed he could like catch stuff or yeah. throw things. But like it was just yeah. unfolded. Yeah. And so when we're writing these superhero lists, I think it's very um, it, we on purpose. We have to be intentional to. Um, mitigate maybe that's not the word to just kind of manage the list that we create mm. right because if we create lists that are are uh, too audacious you know it was the saying that says something about like if you uh if it's too hard you won't do it if it's too easy you won't do it it's something in the middle that keeps you doing it mm. until the next one and, yeah. and i think it's very important right if you put tie your shoes on your list you won't even mark it off because you just do it right yeah. you don't even think to do it yeah. but if you put make a teeny shoe then it's like well dang i can't do that today yeah. right so maybe it's look at five shoes that i like online yeah maybe that's a better yeah. and so i think that and and for those of you that that uh that are interested in this con this lit this list living concept. Uh, you don't have to do it on your own. Uh, he has go in circles. He has uh, small groups for entrepreneurs that are trying to figure out this go in approach. Yeah. Like just go to the website. There there are ways to figure out. He gives out free resources, all those cool things. But he also does coaching. And so if you're trying to figure out this whole list concept, this go in approach, I think it's very notable to at least go check out the website. Yeah, yeah. No, let's do it. Um, personal growth. You know, yeah. we talking about you, talking about our stories. A lot, a lot of it is personal growth. Just touch a little bit on what that looks like for you, and maybe just how you would encourage people to really take that journey. Yeah, um, man, growth I think is uh, so subjective, right? And so, what looks like growth for me, you know, definitely may not be growth for someone else. But I think uh, growth starts with a healthy self awareness mm. of knowing where you are mm -hmm. uh, compared to versus where you want to go, where you want to be. Can I can I put a stick there and or pen or self-awareness like is there any tips that like how how do you how have you become more self-aware what are some things that you did to help you in that area because that's even that's challenging like even when it i is. think about self-awareness like for myself mm -hmm. like what are some things that you're doing to help you in those areas yeah yeah so uh one of the things that i've done and i've done time and time again even as i facilitate an experience like that is i write down a list going back to this list of who who am i like good, bad, indifferent. How would how would I describe myself? How would people describe me? I just create this big old splotch of Derek. Right, Derek is someone who loves to eat, uh, but hates to exercise. Right. So when I think about personal growth and wanting to arrive at a certain health level or a certain body size, then I have to be self aware enough to know those two things. So I would say the very first step of being self aware is just creating a list, just on a sheet of paper. Who, like, how would you describe yourself physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially? How good are you with money? Do you love to eat out? How much money do you waste? Do you say you want to buy a house? Well, are you saving? You know, I think there's yeah. there's some areas where you can just write down, describe yourself. The next level is, I would say, have other people yeah. right describe you as well or add to your list. Now, this is a very sensitive area because you can't be fragile and ask people for the truth. <laughs> Or maybe you can, but it's like, just know uh, yeah. that when you tell people, when you preface this question with be brutally honest, like, yeah. just be, just know that you're going to have some people that be like, yo. Yeah, there's some brutally honest people. Yeah, I like I can tell you brush your teeth after you get to work. <laughs> like I can tell, you know what I'm saying? Like there's going to be some people that yeah. just give it to you. So one, you got to reflect on yourself, be honest with yourself. And then the next one is have other people who you trust 
chime in on that as well. And, and and I'll say this really briefly. When you're talking about um, being honest with yourself, it's easy to put up a mask in front for everybody else. But the worst lie you could ever tell is to yourself. Mm. That's the worst. That's the worst lie that you can ever tell is to yourself. You can, you can lie to other people. You can fool other people. You can trick other people. But when you start telling lies to yourself, right? I think that is one that then can easily in turn become truth. Yeah. Right. And if you start believing the faults about yourself, then I think that goes into some other personality traits or some other bad habits that we want to step away from. So we're talking about personal growth. Yeah. You got to first start with self awareness, right? Who am I now? Where am I at versus where do I want to be? Mm-hmm. Who do I want to become? And then you got to look at the steps in between there. So for me, growth, part of my physical journey is also this word for the year is jump. Mm-hmm. Right. And so in April, I'll be doing a jumping jack challenge. Right. I want to I want to do 500 jumping jacks a day. I want to jump in May. I'll be doing uh, jump squats. Like I just, I have these jump goals, right? One primarily is because in July for my birthday, I want to jump out of a plane, right? So that's one of my goals. So in order to jump out of a plane and arrive safely on the ground, I have to be a certain weight. Do you really? Yeah. I didn't know that. What is the weight? Uh, 220. Really? You got to be 220 to do a tandem jump with somebody else like strapped to my back. Wow. Um, And I'm not there, folks. I'm not there. <laughs> and so I got some things that I that I want to do, right? I got to jump away from I'm a savory guy. I'm, I'm not a sweet jump guy. Away from. <laughs> I got to so I got to jump away from the savories. Listen, I, I don't know how many of you like you don't want to break a 20 because you know if you break a 20, the 20's gone. I'm the same way with a bag of chips. If I if I break that seal on the bag of listen, chips, it's a wrap, bro. Listen. It is a wrap. I'm an abstainer. You know they talk Re- about abstainers and moderate uh-huh. uh, people who, Moderate, moderation moderators yeah or whatever if if i like right i was doing good up until maybe three weeks ago <laughs> i decided that i was gonna celebrate a birthday mm, it's got been you. done bro you said that was three weeks ago i've been trying to start over self-awareness <laughs> you know you know you ain't lying to yourself you know exactly what happened you pinpoint the day <laughs> oh man it's been yeah. So. So personal growth, like it's it starts with self assessment. This the second step is where am I now versus where I want to go. Who do I want to be? Third step is making those sizable steps, making those sizable goals to get there. And we have several ways to talk about goal setting. Yeah. I mean, you got the smart goals. Smart goals. You got beam goals. You got uh, what's the um, uh, the Kobe brothers urgent versus yeah. necessary the, 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 or the quadrant. The yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. there's several ways to do. To do goals, um, one of the things that oh, I'm not I'm gonna stop gassing heady up, but this I'm telling you these he has the different lists, right? So it, he had, he has what? How can I feel like a superhero today, this week, this month, this year? Yeah. Like those are all different lists, and if you are able to break those things down into those different lists, then you'll see yourself checking them off simultaneously. I, I want to do this in a year by doing it in a day, in a week, in a month, I've checked the year off, right? And so I think there's just some different ways uh, we talk about personal growth. Yeah, you can start navigating can, that. Yes. That's for, good, man. For me, for me, it's about first, self-aware. Second, where am I now versus where do I want to go? Who do I want to be? Third, what are some sizable steps to get there? Got you. That's great, man. That's great. How are you winning right now? Man, so uh, I'll go back. I think we kind of briefly skipped over this. It's uh, the Leadership Summit. Yeah. Uh, one of my biggest wins is uh, this introduction to the world, uh, this paradigm shift, minority empowerment, 
uh, where we create leadership concepts specifically for students, college students uh, uh, that are uh, black and brown. Uh, we want to make sure that we get this information out. So uh, on April 8th, April 9th and April 10th, that's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, we will be doing a leadership summit for college students. It's called the Black Collegiate Leadership Summit, hosted by Paradigm Shift and uh, its Minority Empowerment Initiative. Uh, if you are a college student and you want to attend, uh, a black college student that you want to attend specifically, uh, reach out to me, reach out to Hedy, uh, message me. I'm sure we'll tag some social media type stuff in here. Uh, sign up. ASAP, or we still have room. In fact, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and say we ain't going to turn nobody away. I'm just be confident and just say that. <laughs> I don't know if I can say that, but you you reference the podcast and I'll, I'll get you in. Come but, on. Uh, six months ago when I reached out to Jerry Mayer, uh, I was like, man, we just I just want to do something for black students, man. I just want to do it. And he was like, well, let's go. And so we have uh, over 25 black professionals uh, in the fields of, yeah, that list is crazy. of STEM, uh, health and wellness, uh, arts and athletics, government and uh, business and entrepreneurial. Uh, over those five areas, we have uh, over 25 black professionals coming in. We got four keynotes, lunch and learn. We have a business panel. Uh, we're going to have some breakout sessions as well as PS Swag. Uh, we have a Ton Thomas, uh, who is from Tulsa, Oklahoma, basketball player, played for the Thunder, played for the Wizards. He's going to be one of our keynote speakers. I'll be a keynote speaker. Uh, we have Nisi Walker out of Las Vegas, who's going to be another keynote speaker, uh, talking about our three concepts are going to be um, confidence, connection, and uh, capacity. So we want to make sure we build you up, connect you to other black professionals, and then increase your capacity to become whoever you want to become. Uh, man, it's really going to be good. Bro. Black Collegiate Leadership Summit, April 8th uh, through the 10th, 2021. Uh, hit me up for some info. We want to make sure you get involved. Hit us up. I'm excited about that. What, what's your encouraging word for those who are listening? Yeah. Give him an encouraging word. Encouraging word. Here we go. My dad, uh, he uh, two years ago, uh, on March 11th, passed away, my dad did. And uh, one of the things that uh, he used to always tell me is, there's absolutely nothing you can do that will make me stop loving you. Uh, so go ahead and forgive yourself. I've already forgiven you. Go ahead and forgive yourself. I think there are a lot of people out there that uh, let their faults kind of get in the way of who they're meant to be and who they could become. And one of the reasons that I'm back on this path, like I just took this huge sabbatical, uh, man, over two years from social media. And um, I just had this really tender moment uh, with my guy, Hedy. And, uh, you know, sometimes um, Hedy can be real tender. Other times he's just real like, <laughs> bro, that's stupid. Like, and I was talking to him about, you know, I was just on this huge guilt trip. And he was like, bro, you being mad selfish right now. <laughs> Mad self. You being so selfish right now. <laughs> get back on social media. The world media. needs you. Yeah. You being so selfish. Like, get out of the little. Hey, he comes back and like 5,000 people like his post. And I'm and... out here in these streets. <laughs> I'm in these streets. And so what I will say, man, is like, whatever whatever you've done, man, and we could talk about the gambit, right? Whatever you've done. Uh, and while people may look at you a certain way, while society may uh, look at you a certain way, um, our government judicial system may look at you a certain way. I think the most important step toward getting back to your purpose and your passion is forgiving yourself. Yeah. Right. A lot of times it's not the world it's not the man. It's not people preventing us from doing something. It's ourselves. I did this um, this um, uh, man up event. 
this past weekend is a mentorship uh, a retreat hosted by Oklahoma City Police Department, which is doing some phenomenal work in the community. Oklahoma City Police Department uh, snaps out to you guys for oh. all the work that you're doing in our community. Uh, they host this uh, this retreat. And one of the things that we did is that we lined uh, up a group of men and we had our mentees look down that line. And uh, while oftentimes they look down that line and they see all these different people who are standing in their way to getting somewhere, in actuality, all those different people are representations of ourselves. And oftentimes we sabotage ourselves from getting from where we are to where we want to be. It's, we are the version that uh, lies and don't tell the truth. We are the version who overeats and indulges. We are the person that doesn't get up on time. We're the person that doesn't keep our word and our promise. We're, the, we're those people that are, are keeping uh, ourselves from going to where we want to be and becoming who we want to become. So my encouraging word for you today through my experience, through my time with mentorship, having a good friend like Hedy, is the first step toward becoming is forgiving yourself. And that is so important. Ladies and gentlemen, get out there, forgive yourself, tell your story. Whew. So much goodness. Thank you so much, Derek. Thanks for having me. People here, appreciate you. Uh, one more time, where can they, is there a website or anything? Just reach yes. out to us. So you can go to, uh, you talking about for the Black Leadership yep. uh -huh. Summit? Yep. yep. You can go Summit. to Par Paradigm Shift Leadership. Paradigm Shift Leadership dot com. You can go to Black Collegiate Leadership Summit. It'll be there. You can also go to Paradigm Shift Leadership on Instagram, Paradigm Leadership, uh, Paradigm Shift Leadership on Facebook. Uh, all the information is there. You'll find the links on the Black Collegiate Leadership Summit uh, information. You can you can find the links in the description of this this podcast. Bet. man, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you again. Love you, and as always, ladies and gentlemen, as always, go win. <laughs>